I V M. Hi, you're listening to IVM Daily. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of IVM Daily, the show where IVM staffers talk about what's on their mind and what's going around the world. I'm Gaurav Aya and today I'm joined by Amit in the studio. Hey, how's it going, dude? All good, all good. <laughs> so, uh a year ago at this time, you know, I was super worried cuz you know, my exams had just finished, I was graduating and I had no job. and it took me a really really long time to end up at IVM mm-hmm. and uh, even then you know like uh, without any interview experience i was pretty scared of actually getting it right so i mean as an employer i mean you know what what are you looking out today for you know, for uh, potential interns or people joining the company what do you look out for in uh, uh, applicant so there are a lot of different things you look for right there's not an exact science you got to find the right kind of people and in uh, these non traditional businesses i mean like you know the quality of your team determines how much you're going to be able to do right okay. so you it's an important decision from the employer side as well who you're going to hire especially in a startup kind of scenario right so Correct. i am pretty picky about uh getting people on board right i mean Thank like you. it is not uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh it's not a kind of like you know take whoever you can get kind of deal over here right uh, uh-huh. so i mean like there are a few things that are kind of just you know basic right i mean like which i do see some problems with right so i guess i mean the, the first uh, problem people have is how do you get the interview how do you get the opportunity to interview right that's right. the first question and uh you know honestly for me what works is if somebody sends a cover letter which i can tell they have clearly looked into what the company does Uh-huh. You know that's like the number one kind of like you know that's the first kind of thing right if you send a generic cover letter saying dear sir i want to participate in your organization and i feel that <laughs> uh you know i can bring great value to you and you know i mean like you just uh, if i get something generic like that that does it's not an uh that's not like a negative but it's not an automatic interview call either right right but if somebody writes me an email saying hey i've been a big fan of ivm podcast i've been following the thing i really want to get into the podcasting space and i know that you guys are the guys who i should talk to if i get an email like that and i get some emails like that right that is an automatic interview no matter what the guy's background is right i mean like even if the background is completely uh, has nothing to do with what we're doing it's not a media background it's not like that mm-hmm. the fact that he is interested in the space the fact that he's interested in what we're doing is it's just like okay i, I want to at least talk to this guy right right i mean like so that kind of i think you get some insight for some from someone who's actually interested in the company exactly, and you right. understand what works even if you're not like looking to hire that person at least they get an interview and they you want to talk to them yeah. right you want to find right. out what there is right see again like you know a lot of people it's not like there are people with uh, this applies mostly to podcasting i guess but they're not like you know it's not like there are 25 people or there are 25,000 people with like 10 years of experience in podcasting right so i'm having to pick people from different slightly adjacent fields anyway uh-huh. so i don't mind how adjacent it gets as long as there is a kind of aptitude towards this kind of stuff that's so and how do you find that you find that by looking at uh, the first interaction right the first interaction i have with somebody is a cover letter that they send before the resume i see the cover letter right right i mean like by cover letter i mean like you know the body of the email that they've sent out right i mean that's the first thing i see and i mean like if i see there is uh, interested at that point then i'm just i'm going to call that person in no matter what okay so i guess that's the first step how do you get the interview right i mean like uh, the other then, then the next thing is what do you do when you come to an interview mm-hmm. now one thing that really really uh, gets me but that really puts me off mm-hmm. 
is after you get the interview, okay? Before you get the cover letter, I understand you haven't done much research because at that point in time, listen, I've looked for jobs too. It's kind of, you know, spray and pray. You send out like a thousand resumes and you hope that you get like 10 interviews. And, you know, I mean, like I get right. that that's yeah. how that works. Yeah. But when you're called for an interview, at that point in time, if you don't do research about the company, that's an automatic out. Got it. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that at that point, if you don't know what is going on in that company, what kind of work they're doing. And I mean, like, again, publicly accessible website data. Not saying that you have to go and, like, call somebody who works over here and get info. No. But you should know what we do, right? I've had people come in uh, thinking that they're coming for uh, journalism, like, you know, like, uh, to write for a website. Oh, man. I've had people come in who think they're coming for, like, you know, straight journalism to write for a website. I've had people who come in for thinking they're doing a video job. And, you know, I mean, like, it is... Uh, to Without me, really even knowing what a podcast is. Exactly. So, I mean, like, at that point in time, it doesn't really matter how qualified you are, right? Because what that says to me is... That, and this is not for a fresher necessarily. This could be fresher. This could be somebody with experience. But, I mean, like, what that tells me is that you are willing to spend... It's Bombay, so it's probably taking you an hour to get here, an hour to go back, hmm. right, from where we are. You're going to spend an hour over here at the office talking to two or maybe even three people about, like, you know, what... Uh, we're expecting out of you, right? And if you're willing to spend those three, four hours without spending 20 minutes on our website, that is a big red flag to me, right? So, I mean, like, that is kind of, uh, what that, that, that's something which, I mean, like, is an automatic this. And I'd strongly, strongly suggest to anybody gets, who gets an interview, make sure that you do your research on your company. Google the person who's going to interview you. Today, Google makes it easy to find anybody, right? I mean, like, look them up on LinkedIn. See what their background is. See what their history is. I mean, like, but knowing some stuff as a uh, prospective employee uh, about the company that you're interviewing with, I think that is tremendously, tremendously helpful. And, I mean, like, you know, a kind of sort of corollary to both of these points, right, is... Uh, so I, I, I don't know how much of a problem this is, but I think it is a problem. And to me, it's another red flag, Right. I often get emails, especially when you're uh, applying for, or rather when you are making job postings on job sites, I get emails from people with such weird, 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 weird email addresses. <laughs> and it's just like, why would you not create a... Powerpuff Girl Lover 99. <laughs> I kid you not, I have actually had uh, a resume submitted to me. Sachin Tendulkar is a god at uh, at yahoo.com. Oh my god. Or something along those lines. It might have been Yahoo or whatever. But I mean like I mean that's not the email address you use when you are yeah. sending out, when you're sending out your resume, right? I I mean like you 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 should have an email address which is your name and your last name and maybe you need a couple of numbers to unique it. I mean, this but is such a basic thing. I it mean is. it's surprising how few people would even like think of that as an issue. Like But <laughs> again, you know, these are red flags, right? And I yeah. mean like see the thing is that it's hard enough to get a job. Right. Right. So you don't wanna put up any red flags for people, just like you know, things which people will be like, eh, wait, what? Right. You know, I mean like you don't want you don't wanna put up any of those kinds of uh, obstacles in front of you. You want to kind of make sure that you're doing this as uh, easily as possible. You want, you're making life as easy as possible for but, yourself. Um, when when a person actually comes for an interview, like mm -hmm. uh, how much does their like personality matter in terms of like fitting into the company space? Like, I mean, because there's some brilliant people I'm mm -hmm. sure who have come who might be really really stuck up or really really serious. Which I mean, you have to be serious with your work. But I mean, you know, if you take everything too seriously, right. I don't think podcasting is a space. 
for you. I maybe. don't think it's just about podcasting. I think this applies to all companies, okay. right? I mean, like, there are a couple of different axes around which you kind of evaluate a candidate, right? I mean, like, first you look at what is his general education. Second, you look at what's his fluidity with communication and stuff like that. Uh, and, I mean, like, the third thing that you do look at is, I mean, like, how do they present themselves, right? So, I mean, like, you look at all of these different things. You look at how they're going to fit into company culture. So, you have to look at all of these kinds of different axes and kind of make a combined judgment based on all of it, right? So, I mean, like, you know, you might be the smartest guy in the world. You might have great communication, but you might be the kind of guy who's just not going to fit in at all, right? right. Or and, and fitting in is not necessarily by fitting in, I don't mean... Making uh, friends with everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. by fitting in, I mean, like, you know, have the ability to work with teams, work with people in kind of ways, right? So, I mean, like, that becomes really, really critical. There's no exact science to determining what that is, but at the same time, you kind of have to make a judgment as to whether or not you think somebody's going to be able to work with everybody who's who's around. So culture is also so culture is very very important in that context, right? You want to kind of make sure that whoever you get on board fits with what you are envisioning as your company culture. So usually, uh, after an interview or during an interview. How long after you have actually met the person has your mind like 80% been made up? Mm, that's a good question. To be honest with you, I try uh, to kind of be as uh, – so generally interviewing is a process, right? I mean like you're interviewing probably for any given opening, you're interviewing at least maybe 15, 20 people at that sure. point. I might like the person who I want to get on board as number one out of those 20 or number 18 out of those 20. I don't really know, right? Mm -hmm. So you try and keep an open mind as far as possible. But at the same time, you do rate candidates, right? I mean, like when somebody comes in, you'll be like, yeah, I like this guy quite a bit. I don't think that she's going to work out. Uh, I think that uh, she would be a good fit in this place instead of this place. So, you know, you kind of make those kinds of determinations as you go on. You make detailed notes about every person who you meet. And then at the end of your process, right, do you go through all the notes and kind of figure out what's there at that point. So, I, you know, I mean, like, uh, it feels a little too fly by the seat of your pants to kind of just determine based on that single conversation that you had as uh-huh. to whether or not that person's going to be a person who's going to come on board. I like to kind of run it through a little bit more of a rigorous process. I mean, like, uh, earlier I used to do all the interviewing myself, right? Mm-hmm. About a year, year and a half ago, I decided that, okay, we're going to run everybody through two or three conversations. I don't want to be the only person who people talk to. I want it to be that, and I want opinions from everybody as to what they think of the person who's going to join on board. So we kind of started running the process of, uh, started running it through more of a process. And I think that is essential to get the right people on. And again, to ensure that culture fit and all that kind of stuff. Because I mean, the only only real, uh, you know, as as a candidate who's, you know, applying for a job, you, you apply one day and then you hear like after a certain period of time. Now that certain period of time for different companies is obviously different. You know, mm-hmm. for some people you find out the next day, no, you're not getting it. Right. Because, I mean, it's a very easy decision right. in some cases. In other cases, it takes longer, maybe a week, maybe even a month mm-hmm. to come back. So, I mean, uh, as a company, um, how many candidates do you look at before actually wanting to make a decision? Because, I mean, the first one could be the best one. I, uh, so generally, I set a time period that we're going to interview from this time to this time. Okay. Right? So let's say we have an opening for a producer, right? Uh, which is what you're doing here, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, okay, we're going to put out a call for resumes right now. We'll start getting resumes. We'll start coming in. So let's say today is Tuesday, right? So we'll wait till Friday for all the resumes to come in, okay? Uh, on the course of Monday and Tuesday, we'll shortlist who we want to get in for interviews. We will schedule them over the next week. 
Okay. Right. And we'll try and schedule whoever we can in the next seven days. And whoever can come can come. Whoever cannot come, I'm sorry, that's it. But then that basically gives us those seven days to kind of talk to as many people as we want to, or rather talk to the entire list and then make a determination based on that, following that. So if you had one piece of advice and one line to give anyone going for an interview in the next few months, what would it be? Uh, be professional when you go in for an interview. Don't go dressed in shorts and stuff like that. Uh, it's a problem. It happens. Okay, so one other thing, right? I mean, like if you're, uh, and again, this might vary depending on uh, company to company, but this is my opinion. So mileage may vary in different places. No fresher has done enough to justify a four-page resume. Nobody. Okay. If you're a fresher, everything I need to know about you, you can tell me in a page. Right. Okay. So do that. Okay. Right? Uh, no, because it, it really is, right? I see, I mean, like, you get detailed biodata for people with 20 years' experience. Makes sense. Right? When you're talking about somebody who is just getting out of college, I know what you've done in college. You've taken a degree. You've got some marks. You've done some extracurriculars. You maybe have done an internship or two. Right. Right? You can put all of that in one page. I don't need to see four pages. I also, uh, this is a particularly Indian thing, and it annoys the crap out of me, And uh, but I don't expect anybody else to change. Please don't, uh, do, please don't put reading, listening to music, and cricket as your hobby. <laughs> wow. All right, guys, that was our episode on how to get hired or fired <laughs> by with Amit Doshi. So if you guys have any funny uh, interview stories or interview tips, you guys can reach us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at our handle, IBM Podcasts. Until next time, bye. Bye.